When I first travelled to Ireland to do some research, I was amazed by the reaction of the people I talked to. After I had explained what I was doing, I was half expecting people to nod politely and then run off to watch paint dry, because that would be more interesting than talking about Irish history. What I found instead was a country full of people who were passionate and excited about their history and wanted to talk and talk and talk about it. Every person had their own story. This could be about a family member who had been involved in or witnessed a great moment in history, or the story of the local area and the events that had unfolded there, and these were great stories. They weren't boring facts recited without any humour or excitement, but tales that brought the events of the past to life. I quickly realised that in Ireland, unlike any other country I had ever visited, history was alive and well, and everyone seemed to own it and have their version of it. True, it wasn't always accurate, and if the stories I heard are to be believed, then the General Post Office in Easter 1916 was the busiest place in the world, as everyone's grandfather, uncle, aunt and cousin seems to have been there. In a way, the accuracy of these tales doesn't really matter. They show that everyone wants to be involved in the story of their country. Not everyone can be centre stage, but we can twist the past a little bit to make sure that our relatives had at least a walk-on role. History in Ireland is everywhere. It's in people's heads, it's in the architecture and the landscape, it's on television, and it's always causing rows and bars across the land. In some parts of Ireland, history has been made into tourist attractions. In Northern Ireland, historical conflicts are still being politically fought out, and across the island, history is being made every day. One big question we've got to deal with from the outset is to define what we are dealing with in this audiobook. What does Ireland actually mean? Well, this audiobook looks at Ireland in several different ways. At one level, this is simply about the history of the island of Ireland. All of it from Mallonhead in the north to Mizzenhead in the south. But Ireland, like any other country, isn't an island. Well, it clearly is an actual island, but you know what I mean. Its history isn't one of isolation. As well as taking in the history of Ireland, we will deal with all those external forces and countries that had an impact on Irish history. England and Britain, America, France and so on. We will also take a look at how Ireland influenced the rest of the world, and how, in the 20th century, the two bits of Ireland, the Irish Republic and Northern Ireland, got on with each other. Of course, the big issues in history are contentious. People worry whether or not history as it's told is true, and whether or not the whole thing is biased one way or the other. Well, my answers to those questions are simple. First of all, the truth. What I've tried to do here is to tell the story as it happened and without bias. Remember, Irish history is very contentious, and both the nationalist and unionist communities have their own version of the past. However, there are lots of interesting things in history that weren't strictly true and have become part of the whole folklore and mystery of Irish history. We can't simply ignore these tales, so they are included here, but with an explanation. As to the whole question of bias, this is a tough one. We all have our opinions, and I'm sure you'll have yours. Make up your own mind as you go along, and if you don't agree, that's great. History is made up of rows and fights, so our disagreements just fit into a long and noble tradition.